0: When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hey.
1: Welcome back. It's me, it's your friend, Toby. And this is our show in this moment. This is our show, yours and mine. Thank you for spending your valuable time with me to talk about a very important subject that affects our our culture, our society, perhaps somebody that you know perhaps you and the subject is recovery from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body that often results in in extreme addictive self-destructive behavior, whether that be alcoholism or drug abuse or gambling addiction or overeating or sex addiction or compulsive shopping. Anything that a person does to the extreme to cope with something called suffering. Our program is designed and tailored to address subjects in suffering. Today's subject that we're gonna be discussing throughout this hour is gonna be the subject of self-will and the survivalist. And actually the, the subject is overcoming self-will and overcoming the propensity to act out and be the survivalist. But that's not where we are right at this moment. Right now we're trying to create a, a calm environment where we can can listen to the message. I'm not here really to lecture you. I'm here to talk with you. Pretend as if, if it's just you and me, and we're sitting in a room, and we're meeting as equals, and we're talking about recovery. We're talking about hope. We're talking about. We're talking about overcoming a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. For many of us, including yours truly here, um, we've just spent countless efforts in and out of hospitals and and rehab hospitals and recovery centers and just couldn't seem to quite get the answer to why. why. Why can I not get better? Why can I not get along with people? Why can I not get along with myself? Why can I not stop drinking? Why can I not stop using drugs? And I could never find the answer to why. And maybe... Maybe you have the same dilemma or somebody you know. Maybe they're stuck. Well, guess what? I discovered that I was suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience would conquer, finally. It's called a psychic change. And that's what happens in recovery. Um, In particular, in the 12-step program of recovery, the 12-step method of recovery, during this hour, we are going to be referencing two publications that are very popular in the field of recovery the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, published in 1939, and its sister publication, The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, that came out roughly 15 years later in 1953. And we may be mentioning alcoholic and alcoholism, but I'm here to tell you the message is a timeless and universal message for everybody, everybody who's suffering, everybody that doesn't feel good and for everybody that acts out in one form or another in self-will to make sure that we feel good. And let's get right down to the very beginning of what self-will and the survivalist is all about. We all come out of the womb, pure survivalists, with no other instinctual needs except to make sure that we feel loved and to make sure that we are secure. To feel love and security are the two most basic human instinctual needs. We're born with it. We are born pure survivalists. But as we grow older, we're supposed to shift from the taker to the giver. From the nurtury to the nurturer. But many of us fail to do that. We act out in something called self-will. And it's an instinctual survival skill. Self-will and the survivalist is making sure that we survive. That our seed carries on. That we win. According to our sometimes distorted set of values. Well, maybe we do manufacture our own misery, don't we, through self-will. We're going to really be taking a look at self-will and the survivalist today. But let's talk about where recovery starts, and that's kind of where I want us to go right now. Before we move into the topic, I want us to calm down And recovery, just like getting into the mood to listen to the subject of self-will and the survivalist, recovery takes the spirit of paying attention. If you can't pay attention to the message of overcoming self-will and overcoming being the survivalist, you probably have trouble paying attention to some of the wisdom that is out there. And it's very, very simple wisdom about how to get along better with people and how to get along better with yourself. But many of us just can't listen and pay attention to that wisdom because we haven't calmed down yet. Well, I'm going to give you a little trick how to calm the spirit down. The best way to calm the spirit down is to come out of isolation and come out of loneliness. Whatever you are feeling and experiencing, and I don't care what the malady may be that you're acting out with in order to overcome feeling bad. But pick up the telephone book. Of course, we don't have telephone books anymore. Get on the internet and, and search. Do an internet search on what your problem is. And find a group of people who are suffering from the same problem. And contact that group and find out where that group meets and join that group. It's called a kinship of common suffering. And that, my friend, is where recovery really starts. To come out of isolation and to join a group of like-minded people who are suffering from the same thing you are suffering from is called practicing unity. And unity is one of the first traditions in In the 12-step program, the survival of our society depends upon unity. And there it is. And there's something about practicing unity that calms the spirit down. There's something about finding a fellow sufferer and making contact with that person frequently. And when you're given the opportunity, you put your arm around that person and you console them. And you tell them that it's going to be all right. And that's how a person can experience calm. I can't calm me down. I've spent a lifetime with drugs and alcohol and other uh, forms of acting out to calm me down. And nothing ever was sustainable. But when I try to calm another person down, I experience this peace and this grace that surpasses all comprehension. And that's where it all starts. I want you to know you don't ever have to be alone in your disease. You don't ever have to be alone again in your mental illness. You don't ever have to be alone again in your emotional distress. Come and join us. Come and join recovery. Come and join the world of fellow sufferers just like you. And that's where it starts. You know, trusting God, cleaning house, and helping others. That's the three parts of the 12-step program. Trusting God, cleaning house, and helping others. How about that? And I'll tell you, during our subject today, overcoming self-will and overcoming being this instinctual survivalist, it's going to take some imagination and one of my favorite lines and i poached this out of the big book is has to do with the imagination you know it's not that we didn't use our imagination it was our almost total inability to point our imagination toward the right objectives and that's what we're going to be doing today we're going to be pointing our imagination toward the right objectives, finally. We're really going to be tapping into our imagination. And hopefully when I dig out little nuggets uh, out of the big book and the 12 and 12, it will inspire the imagination and, and where we'll be able to finally take an accurate self-survey of some of our instinctual self-will and how this type of behavior has harmed others, and ultimately, this type of selfish self-will and survivalist skills, it ultimately harms us. There you go. And that's one of the big answers to the why. Why can't I get along with people properly? Why can't people do as I say? <laughs> why can't I get along with myself? Why do I seem to have no discipline over the things that I need in order to cope with my misery. Well, let me tell you something. We're going to get rid of the misery because when I stopped living in the problem and started living in the answer, the problem went away. When I stopped living in the problem and started living in the answer, the problem went away. Well, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the problem. You can't come to the answer And illuminate the solution until you have properly examined and illuminated the problem. And that's what we're going to be doing here on In This Moment, a program about recovery. We're going to be illuminating the problem and overcoming self-will. And overcoming this fear-driven, self-centered, survivalist mentality that constantly puts us in conflict with others and with ourselves don't go away. This is good stuff. I'm Toby C., only here on iHub Radio, In This Moment.
0: If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Moment with Toby C continues now on iHub Radio.
1: Okay. We're talking about overcoming self will and overcoming the survivalist mentality. And the problem with self-will, probably the biggest problem with self-will, selfish, fear-driven self-will and, and these survival instincts is sooner or later it's going to put us in collision and conflict with another person. And if you and I and if we have enough conflict with people around us, uh, sooner or later we start to, to push away or pull away, or whatever, away. And this loneliness and this isolation and this avoidance pattern creates a conflict with ourselves. That's probably the most detrimental part of self-will. Let me go further to say that uh, my experience with self-will has been this. My will Toby's will is to feel good all the time. My will is to make sure that I never feel bad, ever. My will is to plan and strategize and make sure that whatever I do, even if it's got a little bit of pain involved, that the outcome is a good feeling for me. Okay? That's self-will. I've come to learn different. I've come to learn what God's will is. And God's will, you know, God wants me, and I believe God wants you and all of us to feel good. I think he wants us to feel this joy and this peace and this nirvana that surpasses all comprehension. I do believe that. But you see, we got to put God first. We gotta put God first. We gotta do his will. And guess what? I have a simple explanation of God what God's will is. God's will for me is to get along with my fellow man. God's will for Toby, and I believe for you and for everyone, is for us to get along with our fellow man. And if we deviate from from being at peace and in harmony and practicing love and tolerance of our fellow man, and we enter into conflict, there's gonna be pain. And I'll tell you, there's no deeper, greater pain than the emotional pain of a defective relationship with another human being. How's that for the problem? There's no greater pain, there's no greater problem than a defective relationship with another human being. It's fear. This self will will cause pain when we enter into a defective relationship, when we deviate from that fine balancing act of a healthy and balanced relationship with another person we experience pain. And guess what? The pain is there as a reminder to me that I'm doing something harmful. I'm doing something irregular and abnormal. I'm exercising a character defect, or if you will, a sin. How about that? Anything that, that is harmful to another person is sinful. Anything that that ruins my testimony and hurts me is sinful. It's really that simple. So I've got to learn from that. But you see, I have a lifetime of killing the pain. I learned quite early on that if I'm experiencing pain, most often from a defective relationship with another person who's either controlling me or not letting me dominate them, that I can just act out and I can go kill that pain with drugs and alcohol or shopping or food or gambling or whatever. Does that sound familiar? So there was someone who knew what he was talking about that once wrote or said that pain is the touchstone of all spiritual growth. Pain is the touchstone of all spiritual progress. so there it is. If you want to overcome self-will and overcome this instinctual urge to be the 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 survivalist, uh, then we need to we need we need to feel what's going on instead of killing the feeling. We're going to be talking about that in the solution. but right now we've got to illuminate and finish illuminating the obsession of self-will, of self-righteousness, of discipline we have none. The self-will and the survivalist also emanate from us playing God or us getting out in front of this thing. You know, by refusing to place God first, We deprived ourselves of his help. So, if we deprive ourselves of God's help by refusing to place him first, that's where the pain is. And he's not going to alleviate that pain. In fact, he wants you to feel that pain and learn from that pain. And that, by the way, is one of the things we do in the 12 step program when we trust God and put our hand in the hand of the man and clean house when we get to step nine when we get to step nine we we really examine how these selfish self-centered survival instincts have harmed others and what we do is we try to make things right when we calm down in recovery we experience something called this overwhelming shame of all this acute awareness, of all this harmful behavior that self-will and all these survivalist instincts have imposed on others. However, we get a chance to recover. You know, God will always forgive us our derelictions, but in no case does he render us white as snow and keep us that way without our cooperation. When we come back, we're going to be talking about how to render yourself, by God's grace, white as snow, only here on In This Moment with your host, Toby C.
0: If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com In this moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. All right. I have to tell you that I,
1: I have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body because I calmed down. And this calm is known as a spiritual condition. And I got to tell you, one of the nice things about recovery, and I wish I had really gotten the message and the memo um, sooner. You know, the memo and the message are the things that we talk about in this show. But, but I didn't, I just didn't get the, the memo that, uh, that I need to really calm down in order to really examine just how insane I've been with this, with this instinctual survival mentality. Here's what's, here's what happens to me now. I wake up in the mornings instead of coming to. I wake up and I don't wake up as if it's about to start another episode of Survivor. You know, the television program Survivor? I used to wake up every morning like every day was going to be another episode of Survivor. It's not like that anymore. I must say that I, I changed my rhythm a little bit. I'm no longer on the graveyard shift in terms of my, my social activities. I'm on the, the daylight, the daytime shift. I got a pretty balanced life. That's really important. But the best part about recovery, and I love this, and this is for you too, is to get a clear recognition of who we are and what we can become. I can't think of a better solution to overcoming self-will and this survivalist mentality than really calming down and instead of playing God and, and, and trying to experience the world revolving around us and control it, which we never can, and instead being part of, part of the world and being being part of a culture of a fellowship that a god of your understanding can work through the group experience this wonderful energy through the group and it only happens when when we calm down and and again get a clear recognition of who we are and what we can become and when that happens this survivalist mentality just doesn't seem to to make that big of a deal anymore, does it? But, you know, we had to suffer. Suffering, I hate to admit it, suffering is a solution. Somewhere in that big book, I heard that. Only, only when, when we suffered were we willing to listen as only the dying would do. And suffering, great suffering leads to paying attention. And paying attention leads to to discipline. And discipline leads to obedience. Obedience to what? Obedience to God's will. What is God's will? How about simply to get along with our fellow man and get along with ourselves? And if you're not getting along with your fellow man and you're experiencing pain, feel it and learn from it that's God's will now we're not talking about cancer pains and nerve pain and and bone pain and all that we're talking about emotional pain we're talking about spiritual pain and by the way one of my favorite quotes is is on page 64 that only when the spiritual malady is overcome do we straighten out mentally and physically and I do I definitely believe in, uh, in psychosomatic uh, health and recovery and, and positive energy. I do believe that we vibrate at a different frequency when we are calmed down, as opposed to the frequency that we vibrate when we're in this manic state of control and self will run riot, like a bull in the china closet. Nobody, I'll tell you, if you own a bunch of china, you don't want a bull in your china closet. We try to stay away from people who are really disturbed, don't we? And the reason why we disturb people is so we can act out on our instinctual needs for love and security quite often. Or because it feels good. Remember, my will is to feel good all the time. I can't learn from anything if I'm feeling good all the time. No pain, no gain, right? But here's the, another wonderful preview of coming attractions for you. When you come into the 12-step program and trust the process and calm down and clean house, what happens is the first thing that happens when we calm down is the mind starts to open. I'm not sure what comes first, the open mind and the calm spirit or the calm spirit and the open mind. But I'm telling you, that open mind, where we really start to give people a break and we really stop judging people unfairly. We stop practicing contempt prior to investigation and we really give people the benefit of the doubt. And it only happens in the spirit of the open mind. And what happens with the open mind is the spirit calms down and the heart, not literally, but figuratively, the heart opens up. This cold, closed heart starts to soften and open up. See, and what happens when our minds open and our hearts open up is that the grace of God enters us to expel the destructive obsession. That's page 57 out of the 12 and 12. How about page 32? The fact was that we really hadn't cleaned house so that the grace of God could enter us and expel the obsession. Page 64, as they are humbled by the terrific beating administered by alcohol or whatever your malady of choice is, the grace of God can enter them and expel their obsession as they are humbled by the terrific beating. See, only when we are humbled by the terrific beating and we suffer, can we really calm down and pay attention and then and only then in the state of calm can god enter our soft open hearts and expel the obsession but that's not all you know faith without works is dead and i got to tell you it's a it's a condition that we must maintain what happens in recovery is this demon is cast out of us this demon of selfish, self-centered, self-will survivalist is lifted right out of us. Page 63. The drive to drink was driven and lifted right out of us. Page 65. You know, it's about the spirit being possessed. The demon of fear and uncertainty and the narrow-minded, fear-driven, self-centered survivalist. You know, when we finally realize that our selfish, self-centered survival skills have really been in the way, that's when we can start to correct these deficiencies. Remember that selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some point in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So there it is. If you don't want to place yourself in a position to be hurt, stop making decisions based on Self. And the best way to do that is to learn how to pay attention to another human being. Stop making decisions based on self. And the solution is to learn how to start paying attention to another human being. It's called mindfulness. You know, it's when this chatter in your head stops, finally. Your self-will and these survivalists Instincts that keep getting you in trouble with others and with yourselves will cease. It will stop because you're going to start living in the answer. And living in the answer is to pay attention, not to yourself, but to another person. And the best way to do that is get to a meeting. Get to your kinship of common suffering. Get to your home group. Get there before the meeting starts. Sit all the way down in your seat and stay there. Do not jump around during the meeting and listen. And even if the person who's sharing, you don't like what they look like or you don't like their tone of voice or you don't like most of what they're saying, listen because there's a message in there for you. It's a principle. It's called the principle of paying attention to people. And you can do it in your home group meeting just by sitting still and listening. And when you go out there in the real world outside of your meeting through your day in and day out trials of life, it's a principle that you're going to practice. And it's going to be the principle of listening and paying attention to others instead of listening and paying attention to yourself. And there is the solution. It's a spiritual principle. By the way, another word for the spiritual principle of paying attention to another person. Yep. It's called love. I like to say paying attention instead of love because I think love is probably one of the most overused, misunderstood words around. But paying attention is pretty straightforward. If you get into a car accident, it's probably because you weren't paying attention. If you hurt another person's feelings, guess what? It's because you weren't paying attention. You know, if you made a mistake, you know, on your on your bill, or you made a mistake at work, it's because you weren't paying attention. Paying attention is going to not only... Keep you out of trouble It's going to help you develop And foster healthy relationships with people I mean, that's the deal You know, for so many of us Coming into recovery A lot of us have this bad attitude That the party's over Hey, my friend, the party's not over You know, the party's just begun for you Your problem was You were at the wrong party How about that? You're at the party of self-will and and, and survivalists. You were at a party with a bunch of cavemen. Extreme, self-centered in the extreme. Well, guess what? You're changing parties now. Because I'll tell you, there's nothing sweeter than watching other people to recover. To watch others recover. To see them help others. To watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends—this is an experience you must not miss. It's the party. We absolutely insist upon enjoying life. We're going to go through the imagine ex- the imagination exercises when we come back here in this moment, and I'm your host, Toby C.
0: If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio.
1: You know, I like to, to set this part of the program aside for what I call the imagination exercises. And I'm just going to get into probably the most critical imagination exercise that you can do in recovery. And it's real simple. I want you to imagine that you're going to get better finally, or your loved one is really going to get this this time around. And it's because they're going to finally calm down and clean house. And then they're going to help others. I just touched on that in the solution to overcoming self-will and overcoming this propensity to be the survivalist, both of which put us in conflict with others and ultimately with ourselves. And the solution is to pay attention to others. It's a principle and we practice it in all our affairs. And the best way to pay attention to somebody is to sponsor somebody. Can you imagine yourself being a sponsor someday? Well, you can, and you will, because I'm going to tell you, you're going to get a sponsor if you don't have one already, and you're going to tell this man or woman, you're going to tell them this, that their primary function... And their primary purpose of working with you and paying attention to you is to prepare you to pay attention to another soul. In other words, the primary function of sponsorship is to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor. And I got to tell you, there's nothing better. Let me tell you how it starts, though. What you're going to do is you're going to calm down. You're going to find your home group. You're going to keep hitting that meeting every single day. You're going to find a sponsor in there. You're going to trust the process and you're really going to clean house. And you're going to continue going to your meeting. And at your meeting, you're going to start sharing from the heart. And your shares are not going to be self-glorifying. Your shares are not going to call any attention to you your shares are going to call attention to your higher power who you've come to know through cleaning house and who you think and hold entirely responsible for your survival. And you're going to share a few encouraging words to the newcomer that they can get this and you're going to continue working on your testimony in your daily meeting. And you're just going to try to practice two things in your testimony. Don't call attention to yourself and call all the attention to your higher power and leave a few words of encouragement for the newcomer. That's all you need to do. And what's going to happen from this is the newcomer is going to be attracted to your spirit. They're going to be attracted to your calm. They're going to be attracted to your message. And they're going to come up to you. They're going to say, will you sponsor me? And then you're going to go get this thing called The Question and Answers on Sponsorship Pamphlet. It's an AA publication, but it works for every single malady out there. And the beautiful part about the sponsorship pamphlet is the first thing it tells us is we meet as equals. And don't forget that. When you meet with your sponsees, you meet as equals. There's nothing in the big book that says that the sponsor is supposed to be a life coach or a therapist or a guru. No. They're supposed to calm the sufferer down and prepare them to work with others. You know, it says right here in this sponsorship, it says, finally, the sponsor encourages the newcomer to work with others as soon as possible and sometimes begins by taking the newcomer On twelve-step calls, so you do not have to finish the twelve steps and the house cleaning in order to start practicing the principle of paying attention to another sufferer, someone even blinder than you. That's where it starts, and that's where you're going to continue to do. It's called the practice the principle of selflessness, and it is a principle. And the beautiful part is it's, it's fun. You're gonna You're going to develop life skills that you've never developed before. I'm telling you, the 12-step program for some of us is like getting a master's degree in human behavior. If you can calm down and really clean house, you're going to understand human behavior so much better. And in doing so, you're going to understand yourself. And you're going to be able to navigate you know, the tricky minefields full of emotional booby traps. You'll be able to navigate the tricky minefields of life, you know, and try to stay out of trouble and to get along with your fellow man and woman. And that's God's will. I'm convinced of it. It's God's will for you and for me to get along and to honor and to serve our fellow man and woman and by the way i've discovered that when i'm at peace and i'm calm and i'm getting along and i'm serving my fellow man or woman it's a way of honoring my higher power i'm upholding my end of the agreement remember god will always forgive us our derelictions but in no case does he render us white as snow and keep us that way without our cooperation you got to hold up your end of the agreement my friend god will help you answer all the questions to why he's going to calm you down and render you white as snow hit the reset button and he's going to keep you that way but there's only one thing you got to do you got to you have to uphold your end of the agreement you got you got to keep your 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 side of the deal and your side of the deal is to be careful and mindful of nurturing healthy relationships with everybody that you come into contact with you keep that heart open and you don't ever push anybody out of that heart ever you love people you don't ever push anybody out of that heart you don't ever have to forgive anybody either just got to give him a break. And you'll, get, you'll give yourself a break in the meantime. Recovery is beautiful. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It's going to be a great journey. It's going to be a fascinating adventure. You're going to get it this time. I know you will. I'm your friend. Until next time, I'm Toby C. And this is our program, In This Moment, on I Have Radio, And by the way, if you ever want to drop me an email, feel free to to shoot me over a message to tobyc at ihubradio.com. I hope you've enjoyed our program today. I really do. I love it. My favorite subjects, overcoming self-will.